Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we are back after a two-season hiatus for uh, season six. Yeah. We're going to do a preview here to get kind of kick off the feed again, tell you what we thought, maybe a little bit about season four, but mostly about season five. And no, no, you're wrong. Season five, and we're talking about season six coming up. I know. Oh, yeah. Tell you what we thought, maybe slightly. We actually had most of season four covered on the Bald Mood TV show. Kind of. So... Yeah. I think our thoughts are well covered there if you want to go back and, and find those. <laughs> I'm I'm curious about talking about season five, because we didn't cover it at all. I didn't even watch it until a week ago. It was not... Although that's the, not true. I, I realized that I had watched about half of it. Yeah. Because no. I remember the, you know, the crows from Florida yeah. coming up to Harlan. And I think we talked about it stuff. on Bald Move TV, too, and then we just kind of you know got away from that when Silly mm-hmm. Season started. But yeah. my point is, season five was pretty bad. It was not good. It was not up to Justified's standards. Yeah. It was a damn... I mean, Justified's the odd show of a... I don't think it was terrible. No, no, it wasn't uh, terrible. It, it just... I, I think it was actually on par with, like, season three. No. Uh, you're yeah. crazy. No, I, I I like season four less, I think. Wow. Than season five. Well, hmm. well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I liked about season four, but... What's yeah. weird about Justified is it's the odd case of a show that arguably, inarguably, peaked at season two. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Limehouse and Carpetbagger were almost as entertaining yeah. as Mags Bennett. Yeah, really good stuff in and there. And Dickie Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and season four with uh, the Drew Thompson and the Snake Handlers and Boyd's His- Desert... Uh, Harlan Syndicate or whatever Desert he's Freedom. There. Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't quite as entertaining as those two, but it had its moments. Especially the season finale was fena- phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last year you had a Mexican cartel, the Crows. I I had a lot of problems with it. Do you want? I, I broke it up into the good, the bad, and the ugly of season five. That's you, very innovative of you. I have never you. heard anyone do thank anything thank even you. similar to that. I thought it felt <laughs> has a Western feel. It does. You know, without like right. evoking the particular title or theme of anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the good from season season five. Johnny Crowder died. <laughs> so why do you say that? Did you hate Johnny Crowder or no, did you think he deserved it? If Boyd had let him weasel out one more time. Yeah. After betraying him and now actively. That was one of the problems I killed. had with Boardwalk Empire is how many times Nucky let Eli slip. And if he uh, had walked if he had walked out of there, I think it would do irreparable damage to Boyd Crowder's character. And I was I, I think Johnny blood, is blood kind of maybe thicker than water, but is not thicker than money. And Johnny's kind <laughs> of been a son of a bitch and, and screwed him over on many occasions and nursed a lot of grudges and had eyes on his woman. He had to go. Tried to get him killed by the cartel this time. And I it, think that's deserving of punishment. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Tried to steal his woman the season before. All sorts of bad stuff. I thought Kendall Crow was yeah. the lone Crow family member that I give a damn about. Michael Rappaport. Well, those, yeah, I mean, he was terrible. That's, that's, that's. What? I don't think Michael Rappaport was terrible. All right, you're getting ahead to the ugly. All right. We got to stick with the good. See, I still think that's in the good. I liked Michael Rappaport quite a bit in this. Okay. Well, we'll you like the kid. I thought the kid was good because it gives you a little glimpse into what Raylan, because I think that's the reason Raylan tried to take him under his wing. 
mm-hmm. is because he saw a lot of himself in that. And, you know, when he told that fantastic story about uh, the first time he had to kill that feral pig and uh, talked about, you know, killing a man with, with Kendall, I thought that was mm-hmm. a really good scene. And it, it, I thought the kid was really excellent at, at kind of like holding on to the screen with uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, the stuff that I liked with him was, you know, his reactions to the horrible things going on around him. Right. Uh, he had a lot of scenes where, you know, he saw, uh, what's his nuts, the crazy one. Is that Danny? Yeah. I think it's Danny. Uh, he saw him kill... Uh, Jean-Baptiste. Jean-Baptiste, yeah. And he was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Uh-huh. Kind of between a rock and a hard place there. And I think the kid really did that well. He pulled it off. And again, I mean, maybe they just dropped a couple of drops of Visine in his eyes and just told him to hold a neutral expression on his face. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he did that well. Visine would actually work against what they were trying to do. No, it just gives you, like, the tears in your eyes, kind of? Oh, like, but, in they, between but takes. I, I always viewed him as, like, very red-eyed when he got oh, sad yeah. or, or worried. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, I like Stephen Wood Harris. Who the is Harris that? Brothers. That is, uh, you know, Wood as the, um, as, as Avon Barksdale. Oh, yeah. The Wire. Okay. And those brothers, like, right. it was a lot of fun watching them act together. And I thought that I read somewhere that that might have been the first time they actually did that. Acted together? Yeah. And you could tell they were having a lot of fun. And I was reading the postmortem today from uh, Graham Yost, the Yost of the Most. Uh-huh. And it seemed like it was a lot of fun having them on the set. Yeah. Um, I'm super curious because uh, they, I read an article somewhere that, you know, touted, I think it's Steve who was Avon Barksdale. Uh is that right? Is it Steve? Is what now? Who's who's Avon? Is it Steve? I thought it was Wood, but I could be wrong. Go ahead. I'll I'm not sure which one of it is, which uh-huh. one he is, but uh, they touted him as like one of the best. Yeah, actors. Wood. Wood is Avon. Okay, as as one of the best actors of our generation, and while I don't know that I agree with that, um, it's also worrisome that he's the younger brother of the two, <laughs> and I wonder what the older brother thinks about that. He probably thinks, "What the hell?" I know how I feel. <laughs> Although the older brother has his own show, so fuck off, there right? You go. Uh, I thought it was always nice to see Loretta come back. Um, I'm not sure. Okay. I, I like mean, her. I I'm amazed that it seems like they're steering her towards a Mags Bennett type criminal than okay. a Raylan Givens type anti-hero you can't really call him an even an anti-hero he's just a hero yeah uh i'm i'm kind of surprised to see them take her in that direction because i always thought she, you know there's again another one that Raylan sees a lot of himself in and that's why he keeps being unable to help her plus he's just a softy but uh yeah i mean she's I, really good you know it's i i don't think she has that resentful streak in her that Raylan has. And we find out, you know, I, I mean, it's kind of always been evident, but we find out concretely in this season that Raylan went into the police force, into the, the marshal service because he wanted to spite his dad. Yeah. Uh, just as a kick in the dick. And I, I don't feel like Loretta has that in her mm-hmm. where she's going to turn out good because her mom was so bad. Yeah. I feel like she could That's just turn mom. out like a, I know it's yeah, her yeah, like yeah. caretaker or whatever, the like murder, legal guardian. murder of her father. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's maybe why she's turning out the way she is. What do you think about if they got like brought Loretta and Kindle back, and it turns out that they've formed like some kind of punk teenager gang? 
Like the Young Justice League or some shit. Well, the, yeah, the Young Crime League or whatever. <laughs> that that would like the, the Highland the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool to bring them back. You know, maybe not at. Where do they start it? Because she's not in Harlan anymore, is she? She's. You're right. I'm not sure where she's at. She's with the foster uh, family. I'm not even sure if she's in. It Kentucky wasn't Lexington, anymore. was it? I don't know, honestly. Okay. Um, I don't know, maybe, but I don't want to see that series. <laughs> I the, my one of my favorite parts about the show uh, of the season last year was the wrap up because it promised. Okay. Instead of just being, I mean, I feel like they've promised us in a lot of preseason campaigns. This is going to this be, is the back to back Boyd and Raylan shotgun, shotgun season. season. This is going to be either they're going to team up and it's going to be epic, or they're going to take each other down. And it's going to be epic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems explicit. This is the final season. Yost, Oliphant, everybody is on board with this. Is going to be Raid versus Boylan. Boylan. This <laughs> Boylan. is going to be Raid versus Boylan. <laughs> this is going to be Boyd versus Raylan, and I'm super excited. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Uh, so I, I, I'm okay with this season going one of two ways, or even both ways. Honestly, if it goes Raylan and Boyd showdown. And him wrapping back around on the series to the Miami drug cartel. I wouldn't mind seeing the Miami that cartel would be come kind back. Of awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing Miami, uh, the Miami cartel coming back. Just perfectly booked in book in this series, I think. Uh, so uh, that's the good stuff. Uh, the bad. I thought it was a huge mistake to have Ava and Boyd split up and be kind of at you know Ava be absent through a good part of the first half of the season. Yeah, and then kind of Boyd fuck up how he handled that and her break up with them and then I felt like somewhere along the line Boyd just said well this $300,000 is more important than getting Ava out at this point yeah and like, I don't know the that money that... led him down the path he went down not Ava's salvation and maybe that's my problem that I don't want that to be true of Boyd because yeah. I want Boyd you know, I, I to have a weakness for Ava, essentially, to, you know, be genuinely in love with her. And yeah. I feel like this, their kind of gangster romance, and maybe it's more realistic, but I kind of bought into that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he definitely loves her, but I think at the same time he might love money a little bit more. <laughs> sure. That's a curious way to define genuinely loves her. But, like, well, loves mean, her can... on the Boyd scale? Sure. Yeah. That shit slides pretty far. You can love multiple things, and somewhere along the way, you got to rank those things, right? Yeah. When those things conflict with each other, something's going to win out, and apparently money wins out for Boyd. Uh, did not like Raylan and Art being at odds and but not I, speaking. Before we leave Ava, okay. I just wanted to say I didn't really like much about the prison stuff. It's It seems like it's the same damn thing. She got into a jam, and then she got out of it. And then she got into a jam, and she got out of it. These people are going to kill her, now they're going to support her. Now they're abandoning her. It just... Yeah. You know, and I... I don't think that Ava is the jump on a picnic table and scream, I'm the baddest motherfucker, I'm King fucking Kong. She's not that type of gangster. Yeah. And neither is Boyd, either. I mean... I feel like they were trying to tell a story of Ava changing in prison, and it just it just didn't come across on the screen as well as it needed to. It was the smoothest transition of someone running a prison as Doctor Evil doing a hard knocks life rap, and then be like, "All right, I'm running this joint." That's uh-huh. that's a smoothest transition <laughs> as Justified took, and it just yeah, uh, it was the 
prison set was ugly and dreary and it, well to be fair but i'm saying it's like i don't she's a colorful character yeah and throwing her in that is like boy they like, needed orange jumpsuits is what you're saying instead of the drab tan jumpsuit you i wouldn't want to <laughs> boy i wouldn't want to see boyd in prison for a whole season he has been in prison yeah. and it's been entertaining and then he conquers or weasels his way out and life goes on i having her in jail the whole season huge mistake uh and, and a, a bad bad thing in season five the ugly oh boy one thing i was surprised in reading this post-mortem was that the actor who plays jean baptiste who is a gentleman whose name i cannot pronounce don't think i can really really pronounce that he <laughs> was signed on for the whole season Huh. And they intended him to be uh, this – his name's Eddie Gathegi. All right. That makes a ton more sense. They intended okay. him to be like this consigliere to the family that he uh-huh. looks out for Wendy and he cares for Kendall and how loyal is he going to be to these brothers who are kind of fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. And the tension between him kind of having this heart of gold or at least principal thing with with the reality of the crows being fucking idiots – but for whatever reason, and I thought he was awesome in the beginning of the season. Yeah. For whatever reason, he decided like three episodes in that he was tired of this and he wasn't happy with the character. And he oh. forced them to eliminate them after they obviously had begun filming. Damn. This – to say that that is a monkey wrench through your the window of your season is probably an understatement. Yeah, it's a, a brick in the gears for sure. <laughs> because a lot of the stuff – in my mind, the ugly stuff is Michael Rappaport. I don't think he was miscast <laughs> as a dopey, dumbass, <laughs> white bread, redneck, swamp kicking, shit kicking uh-huh. hillbilly. Yep. He actually plays that surprisingly well for a guy who's more typically known for like a Brooklyn loudmouth New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. Accent terrible, but whatever. It's all over the map <laughs> of the Justified anyway. I don't buy him as someone who is cunning and a master manipulator and a person who can just talk his way and escape and think like all these moves ahead and at some point in the season kind of Buffalo Raylan. I think – I don't know what Yost does when the brains of the operation quits in the third or fourth episode and you have to kill them off. But I didn't buy any of those guys. And that, I think that made, like, Wendy. Maybe you're right. The fact yeah. that Wendy bought for one fucking minute that Kendall had killed, uh, tried to kill Art, or if she suspected in her subconscious or whatever that maybe. Uh, uh, who's the Danny? Was it Danny? Danny's the idiot, wasn't it? Yeah, Danny's the idiot who shot John Baptiste. Who, who was uh, uh, Michael Rappaport? Mikey Crow? <laughs> no, no. Uh, Daryl. Daryl. Yeah, they were all Ds. Uh, I think that Daryl... I, I just fe- feel like that there's no way she would have let Kendall take his fall. No fucking way. So they, they made her She's out not to that be... terrible of a mother. They... Yeah, like, I, I think she cared more about Kendall than the family operation at some point. Or she... She was certainly that kind of character. But even if she thought Kendall had done this, I think she would have been leaning on Daryl to take the fall in the yeah. reverse. Yeah. No, but, you I know, so. and I, I don't know. I just had a real problem. I mean, once she found out, she went to him and basically tried to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's not like, 
so your problem is just that she didn't realize it. No, my I problem they made her out to be kind of dumb. Like, really? Like, she was a, the kind of the almost para lawyer of the family a, or was, paralegal. I can't tell exactly what she was. I don't know what exactly what a paralegal does. I think but, she's dumb by the end of the season, but I don't think that's where she started. I don't know. I think she was smart by crow standards, but dumb by other people's standards. Yeah. Like, the crows are not a smart family to begin with. And, right. And she was kind of the smartest of the crows, but that's not saying much. Yeah. I don't know. I got some glimmers of genuine intelligence, and I'm better than this, but I'm trapped by my family, and I've made mistakes in the past, and I feel my guilt about that is going to keep me in this criminal situation. But Maybe towards the end of the had... season, it's like, that's the thing. Like, I... I have a hard time overlooking terrible mothers and fathers unless the show is willing to admit that this is terrible. Like Claire Danes almost drowned in the bro baby. I don't have a problem with because the show's not saying this isn't a terrible mother and this isn't a terrible person. Yeah. It's it's putting it on the view as something that happens, but you're you know, Lori Grimes uh, Windy Crow, <laughs> where the show kind of wants me to feel sorry for them or connect with them or something, and you're no. a terrible mother or a terrible father, get the fuck out of here. Could they not think of any female D names? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Somebody dropped the ball there. Yeah, Windy? it'd have been funny. It'd have been funny if it was she was like the Windy or Diane, Deborah, uh, Debbie, Debbie Crow. That's Debbie, right. perfect. Because Deborah's not lie. Southern enough. Yeah, no, Dixie, right. Dixie Crow, Dixie Crow. That would have. Oh, they really missed one there. They did, man. Somebody dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I felt like maybe all the Crow women are W's because their mama, great grandmama, uh, was a W. She was, you there know, you go. she was Wilma or something. And uh, yep. yeah, Dicky. Uh, that you're right. The the John Baptiste stuff is a huge monkey wrench. Like I could see John Baptiste and they'd already started filming Daryl's ear saying, "Do this or." It's it's Daryl, right? Yeah, this yeah. is fucking with me. Yeah, Michael Rapport's ear saying, "Hey, you should pin this on the kid. We can then, keep the operation going." Yeah, or then uh, who knows how that plot would work out? But I thought yeah. he was a savvy dude that didn't seem afraid of either those brothers and could maybe bring them to heel if you need to, and yeah. maybe screw him over. I you know where need kind of be the limehouse of this season. It, the one thing his death did do is set up. Danny to be a real just dumbass, not thinking consequences Which, through. I hate. I didn't think. See, that's the one thing you got the Deweys and the Dickies. Yeah, that are entertaining dumbasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny was just a fucking dumbass, man. I did not. He was an asshole and a dumbass, and yeah. that's where the line is like, oh god, do I really want to watch this character? I think they did a great job of saying this is a dumbass asshole character. Sure. He, that was him through and through. Sure. But it seemed like the season was chuck full of them. And <laughs> um, I don't know. It seems like the show continues to erode how cool Win Duffy should have been. Mm. Like, Win Duffy's kind of a joke. And uh, in, in the last few seasons, he's just been him and especially his, his man. I forget what his guy's name is. Uh, but, like, his shit got towed. His dude got beat up. Damn, man. He got yeah. he's been worked over by so many gang every every criminal element that meets him gets the better of him. So like how badass is this guy who was so badass in 
was is he introduced in season three or did he even make it? I think he's season three. Duffy. I thought he might have even been earlier than that. But he was just so mysterious, awesome. You yeah. know, Dixie Mafia guy. Yeah, he was a mastermind of so many uh, awesome things. Yeah. Like, he was a force to be reckoned with when it comes to his intelligence. Jerry and, Burns is still awesome. Yeah. And he still has such great verbal wordplay with Raylan and Boyd, but the menace is gone. Yeah, I I wonder if maybe that's just getting him too too involved in the plot and and showing us too much of him because he used to be kind of a mystery, right? Yeah. He was this guy roving around in a trailer, setting up some kind of drug operations. Yeah. We don't really know. Raylan's kind of on his tail, but not really. Now well, we know or alternatively, we could have got up in his business, but we need to see him win a few times. Yeah. He's still alive. I think that might be a win in yeah, Harlan County. Yeah, surviving. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, you, if you never leave Harlan uh, County alive, yeah. uh, leaving it alive is a win. Uh, so that's kind of the problems of season five. Season six, nice thing about most justified seasons, they're pretty much clean slates. Uh, mm. This is going to be Raylan versus Boyd. This is what we all want to see. Ava is going to be key, a linchpin to this. Oh yeah, this this particular operation. Does where does Ava end up? Because uh, my girlfriend has a pet theory, which I subscribe to, which is Ava is going to find a way to somehow screw over both Raylan and Boyd and be shot of both of them and better off than she was. That could happen. They do have a history of writing really good, strong female characters in this show. Yep, something we've Winona, always praised Yost Ava. and company for. So I could see her writing off into the sunset, yeah. Her buddy Taylor Elmore, which I wonder if he's still writing on the show. I should look that up. Um, I don't know. What do you think about Winona? Does does Raylan have a happy ending at the end of all this? Mm. That's the thing I struggle with most is whether I even want him to have a happy ending. Is Raylan dying in this season? God damn it. Why? Why do you pose these impossible questions? Uh, no. No. I think he will probably outlive Boyd at the very least. Well, that could, that is the very least. I... One thing that um, Seppenwall's podcast, him and Dan were debating some of these topics this week, and they came back to that it's not very Elmore Leonard for the hero to mm. die. Okay. Usually they have a fairly, maybe unconventionally, but very fairly happy ending. And he's, especially when you're dealing with borderline criminals or outright criminals, and, you know, Raylan is neither of those. He's actually, a, a, you know, old school Western sheriff, essentially. Yeah. I think that that's a good case in his favor, but I don't know that he and Winona end up happily ever after. That's kind of yeah, what that I want. Seem very like a very justified ending. I would like. I don't know. I would like to see justified after everything's done. He's atoned for the sins of his family. He has set all the karma that you know between him and Boyd the rights. And he has been able to happily retire from the marshal service and be a father to. His daughter, if not a husband to Winona. Do you want him to be the art of the Marshall office in Miami or wherever his kid is? I don't know. Because exactly. art gets shot at quite a bit. And <laughs> for, for this to work he with really Winona. Though, right? Art has no business being in the field. <laughs> yeah, but if he's got if he if he's if he if Raylan's the new art, then there will be a new Raylan, and that will be why <laughs> it'll be Tim. That'll be why art Tim will go off the edge. 
Yeah, yes. Yeah. He'll, he'll finally the PTSD will kick in, and he'll decide <laughs> he needs to step up and be Raylan, and yep. that will cause Raylan to drink and get shot at more than a senior marshal probably should. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I learned in season five that there is only one marshal in every state. I think there's only one marshal. Period. Everyone one, one else is marshal, deputy, yeah, deputy you're right. marshals. You're right. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. No, it's an odd. It's an odd service. And like. Raylan's a deputy marshal, and Art is like a chief deputy marshal. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know the hierarchy there, sure. but I, I was surprised to hear that. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a sheriff department, you know, where you got one sheriff and everybody uh-huh. else is sheriff deputies. Yeah, but if there was like a one sheriff in the entire U.S., right, right, <laughs> that would be weird to me. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We so we talk about who lives, who dies in the in in kind of Raylanville. Uh huh. Boyd dies, right? I think Boyd dies, yeah. I'm pretty sure Boyd dies. I, man, you can't be no a one... Nazi, a drug dealer, a priest, and not die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at some point. Not that I'm equating those things. Uh, what do you think about... Uh, let's go over the rest of the Marshal Service art. <clears throat> wow. Um, I see art getting out alive. Mm-hmm. He's he's such like a good character. He has his head in the right place. He wants everything to just work the way it should and bust criminals. Raylan's just fucking with him left and right. I think Art makes it out. What do you think about I agree I agree. What do you think about okay. Rachel, who we last left as the chief God, if the she acting dies, chief deputy marshal, I guess is what you'd call her. Acting. There's no way she dies, right? I don't There's know that no that's way. true. God, that would be tragic. She's made it her mission to take down Boyd. Uh, and yeah. I can see that, <laughs> you know, there if there's going to be a cat. I feel like out of the three, Art, Rachel, or Tim has to die. Tim's probably slightly more likely. I don't think it packs the punch that Rachel does, though. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. it's also not because as bad of it as they've as they've been at developing both of these characters, Rachel has more chemistry with Raylan mm-hmm. and it seemed like there's more affection and respect there. Yeah. And you're right. And we also know more. I mean, it, you know, we know twice as more much about Rachel as we do Tim. Oh yeah. Which is not to say we know a lot about Rachel, no. but yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's okay. that if, if you want to do an emotional punch without killing Raylan, <laughs> then Rachel's the, the next in line. Yeah. I mean, it seems like art and, Art, Rachel, and Winona and his kid, obviously, are the only people that Raylan really cares about uh-huh. in this universe. Hmm. Ava. I mean, obviously, Cecily's theory is right, then, then she, she, off, she has yeah. to ride off into a glorious sunset. But I could also see a pretty bleak ending where both... Boyd lives and Ava dies. Oh, and, God, I hate and, you. <laughs> and he's directly responsible for that, and it's a fate worse than death you kind of son thing. son of a bitch. And Raylan might even say words of that effect. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that happening because that would, that would be the worst outcome for Boyd, I think. He rots in jail knowing God. that he's responsible for the death of his, his woman. One of them has to die, Boyd or Ava. I'll buy that. Not both of them can survive. Mm-hmm. One of them is out. Uh, you want to go really dark? Oh no, Winona. <laughs> God, Winona. She almost got pasted uh, a couple seasons back yeah, when right. Tonin. Who what was that guy's name? Th- not Theo. Uh, it wasn't no something with a Y at the end. Yeah, uh, he got shot up in the limo by Nikki's troops. Augustine, right? That was his name. Nikki Augustine. 
Was it Nikki Augustine? Yeah, that sounds right. Nikki. Okay. Um, but she, there were there were two Tonins. Sammy. Sammy Tonin is the other one. Who, well, that's the boy. Yeah, the kid who's the still kid. alive. Yeah. Um, I think he's still alive. I think he is, too. I don't know. No, no, no. Didn't he kill him at the beginning of this season? Oh, you're he right. He did, yeah. Uh, Clipper, or whatever his name is. Uh-huh, because he'd gone axe crazy, like, literally. Yes, yes. He was chainsawing people in a back room. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. and Gripper, or Clipper, the shot, or the, Pepper. The, yeah, the Canadian. Canadian Mafia. What's his fucking name? The other guy from Detroit. Yeah. Oh, was it? I thought they were yeah. from Canada. Oh, no. oh, you're talking about the guy that actually joined up with them and was trying yes he's the guy who kills sammy he had a crime triangle going with boyd and Mm -hmm. uh the guy uh, who gets blown up yeah 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 okay gotcha fuck what is i gotta look his name up all right this was a big long diversion just to say whether winona and her child raylan's very very adorable blonde uh toe-headed daughter (laughs) is is going to make it out like how Uh bleak is this show going to be Miami, she's in Florida, which makes me think the Miami Mafia, all they have to do is send a you know drive-by to pay back this uh, marshal. Yeah, them. I mean, if the, Mi- if, if the Florida Mafia gets involved at all, I fear for Winona. I fear for Raylan's kid. I just don't know that this show is that dark. It got pretty... Picker. Picker's his name. There you go. It got pretty dark last season because it just seemed like, you know, Raylan was a man without a country, pissed off art, which uh, we, we didn't talk yeah. about that being part of the bad. I did not like that at all. I didn't either. I also didn't buy the art would be that big of an asshole about, I mean, this, they threaten his family. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't like that part of it. Someone goes after Art's family and he ain't going to burn down every one of the motherfuckers. And if he can do it legally, yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah. I just didn't buy that at all. It seemed seemed lame. What do you think about Art getting shot in that whole I like that. I like that Raylan. because it was a nice comparison to Raylan keeping a vigil over his father yes. to Raylan keeping the vigil over Art. That's exactly what and I was thinking. And the fa- I like the fact that, you know... And the difference in how much he cares about these people. You know? Sure. The, the different reasons why he's there. He's there to see his father die. He's there to see Art recover. Uh, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. It is. It is. Uh, but, yeah. yeah no, I, but and he's I, not I there loved, because he loves his father. I, I love that Ray, you know, Art went out trying to protect somebody. He went out because he respected... Yeah. He, he, he went out respecting, even though he was hating on him he respected Raylan's instincts enough to override deputy or marshal procedures and provide amy smart what's whatever his yeah. name is uh, uh protection I, so i liked all that and it seemed like it kind of healed a lot of the rift between the two mm-hmm. i don't know if art will even make it back to being chief deputy i kind of uh, would like for him to hmm. still be convalescing and maybe they go to him like uh you know Luke goes to Obi-Wan every once in a while. He's got to make the trek out to Dagobah to ask for some advice or whatever. <laughs> Art puts Ray in a backpack on his back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, does exactly. a couple of front flips. <laughs> um, one thing I do know is that we've got a couple of uh, fairly big casting news to discuss. Sam Elliott. Yeah. Who you think cool. of as a quintessential justified character. Oh, yeah. Shocked to learn, apparently, from Alan Seppenwall and uh, Dan uh, Feinberg, Mm -hmm. uh, who's seen the first three episodes, his mustache has been shaved for this role. So I heard. What? I don't even know what that looks like. Fuck. 
That is not Sam Elliott as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, I think of Dickie Bennett's hair. Yeah. And I think of Sam Elliott's mustache. And I think those two majestic beasts are in the same universe. What what happened that they decided that I mean, was that something that Sam just decided I'm I, I'm I'm fucking getting rid of my handlebar mustache and then they called his agent called thirty seconds later? Because I can't believe Graham Yost and Tim Oliphant was like, you got you got to get that I, mustache out of here, Sam. I could see a scene happening where it cuts between the two scenes. You know, uh, Sam Elliott's agent gets a phone call. We we really like Sam Elliott for this role. Can he do it? And we cut over to Sam Elliott looking in his mirror in his bathroom, shaving his mustache. And then we cut back. The guy's like, yes, absolutely. Uh, we, we love the mustache so much. We want him. Mm. Sam Elliott shaving. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't know what some I there was I saw some speculation that maybe Sam Elliott is the uh the husband of the what, what was her name um Mary Steenberger Catherine Hale character oh interesting but for some reason I got this screwed up that I thought that. Uh, Mary Steenberger Bergen was the hus- the the wife of the guy who got murdered last season. You know the guy Picker? who's no 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 the big the big oh. fat redheaded dude. The... Wait, big fat redheaded dude. Yeah, he had the beard and he's he was he refused to buy the wet weed off of Boyd in the one season. And... Oh, uh, I thought that was her husband. The the Memphis Mafia. Mi- the, oh oh, then I screwed the up. Weed, the weed dealer, right? It's not the Dixie Mafia. It's the Memphis Mafia. Well, they're from Memphis. They might be called the Dixie Mafia. Okay, that's what I thought, which means that he can't be her husband unless there's that's I don't know, there's some other weird relationship which I guess would make sense. Sure, but that's just speculation on on the Sam Elliott thing, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, that's just something I heard. Um, we'll know for sure. I don't know. I, I forget week. like she was brought in so close to the end of the season and she didn't really do anything mm-hmm. in that season and I was like, why is she here? Uh, Apparently going to be a big part of season six. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Here's the thing that I don't know. If this is Raylan and Boyd and Ava, the the characters we started out with, the characters we're going to close with, do we really need a whole bunch of colorful side characters and big bads and whatever? No. Like, I Mm kind of don't want them filling up a whole bunch of episodes dealing with this bullshit when I just want it really to be Raylan and Boyd. Now, maybe they don't have... Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I was hoping that we would see a really dramatic departure from this normal structure because this is the last season it is, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, Have you seen Deadwood? No. Okay, so this won't mean very much to you. It doesn't mean a hell of a lot to me, uh, but Garrett Dillahunt was another. He actually played two separate characters, same actor on Deadwood. He played the guy. The reverse Olsen. He played the guy who uh, (laughs) shot Wild Bill Hickok. Okay. And he also played a horror murdering prospector, something or other. So, uh, his finest role. Another one that uh, a, a Deadwood alumni or alum, uh, Jim Beaver, who played Sheriff uh, Shelby, yeah, uh, slash Drew Thompson in season four. Mm-hmm. Odds of him coming back because he is, I Where believe, is in jail. I believe he's in prison. Okay. Do we see him as a cameo? Does he have some information on somebody in Harlan? Nah. Does... I, I have no desire for him to come back. Okay. He was great. Fair enough. I liked him. Uh, I liked the stuff he did, mostly in like season three. 
Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of him, the Drew Hastings Sh- Sheriff Shelby connection. Yeah, meh. So I I don't really need him to come back. No. Right on. I kind of want Dickie to come back more than anybody. That's uh, Dickie Bennett. Yeah. Uh, Dewey Crow's for sure coming back. But yes. Yes, I would love to see Dickie Bennett. Yeah, I think they, that's they a had must have. Like one scene with him last season, and I it don't was know. a great scene. Wait, he came back, Dickie? Yeah, because Dewey went to see him asking oh, right. for something, and then he had a great scene right. with Raylan, I think. Yeah. Where, God, he, he just made a fool of everyone, you know? Like, you want me to do what? No. No. What incentive do I have for any of that? Yeah, and um, yeah, he's so good. Jeremy Davis is so good. Yeah. Davies, Davis, Davies. I think it's Davies. It would be really, really awesome to have him back in any kind of capacity. Honestly, um, yeah. If it's just a cameo or or whatever, like I even forgot that he was in season five. But yeah, he was in one episode. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope he makes it back. I'm trying to think. I, would you like? Do you want to see Limehouse? I wouldn't mind seeing Limehouse. Cool. I don't know how you he fit said in he all was that stuff. Out. I'm done. Stay the fuck out of my territory. <laughs> well, you know, but yeah, Boyd says he's out of heroin and out of this and out of that. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, when people get desperate, desperate times call for... I do believe that Limehouse is willing to kill Boyd if he comes back to the holler, though. Want to see the hammer? Stephen Ruth <laughs> as yeah, Judge whatever absolutely. hammer. Uh, he's been great throughout the series. He had a small but important cameo last season. We're pulling mm-hmm. the trigger on the uh, Kindle. I think that, that that was, if I recall correctly, he's the one that pushed through Kindle Crow being tried as an adult. Yeah. That was the... Yeah. They went to him and they were like, this is... Yeah, if this doesn't this work, the then he's being option. tried as an adult. So, yeah. um, <laughs> But even he was uncomfortable. With like, yeah, I'm the reputation to hammer, but throwing a 13 or 14-year-old... I liked how they explained that he kind of cultivated the reputation as sort the of a dread prior pirate robert situation i uh, what's that oh reference? god you haven't seen fucking princess bride no it okay <laughs> it was a judge hammer situation where a lot of his legend <laughs> is based mostly on 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 uh, word of mouth yeah. that he backed up with little action here and there but yeah and he likes to play it up when he can because he can, that yeah. gives him license it to, does to be that when he needs to be it uh i don't have a whole lot else to talk about in the preview yeah, I, I don't think Looking forward to, you know, Ted Sear, embedded uh, Harlan County reporter. Yeah. He, I, I was in touch with him about a month ago. There was a, I don't, I don't remember what, I'll say it's a kid wanting to write a paper about violence in Harlan County for high school. It wasn't exactly that situation, it was damn near. Mm-hmm. Guy would listen to a previous podcast and want to get in touch with Ted to ask him some questions about the local scene of politics. Yeah. So I hadn't talked to Ted in like a year or so, but I sent him an email and said, hey, would you help this young man out? He did, and we talked a little bit. He's excited about the season. He's excited for us to come back. We're excited to have the the, the local flavor and tidbits. Yeah. We might, who knows, we might need a, an embedded Miami guy this time. <laughs> yeah, embedded Florida reporter yeah. to talk about all the, I mean, I... I'll just watch Scarface. Arguably, Florida is crazier than Harlan County these days. I mean, people are shooting each other in the streets or taking bath salts yeah, and eating each other's face yeah, off. Yeah, Miami's going underwater, too. It's rapidly just there being eaten go. by the sea. So I hope that you're in, you're ready for that. You can send us email when you have thoughts to talk about Justified to justified at baldmove.com. We got forums now, forums.baldmove.com. We got a Justified section. You can talk about that, kind of, uh, that stuff there. You can gab with us on facebook.com slash baldmove. Tweet at Jim. 
Yeah. At Bald Move. Should we talk about something new we're going to be doing? We're going to start doing uh, live watches of um, television, and we're going to start with the premiere episode of Season 6 of Justified. If you're a Patreon subscriber, if you have access to the VIP section of forums, which means you're a Patreon or a subbable subscriber, we'll post a link there so everybody can uh, take a gander at it and uh, get an idea of what's coming. But that's going to be... you know, one of the uh, Bald Move Insider's um, incentives for supporting us, which the one thing has changed in the last two years is Jim and I are doing this podcast full-time now. The only reason we actually yeah. can do Justified, mm-hmm. there's no effing way we could possibly do Justified and Walking Dead. And the Americans. And the Americans and Better Call Saul and all the other stuff we're covering this winter uh, if we weren't doing it full-time. Mm-hmm. And the way we could do it full-time is by and large, direct listener support. You can go to support.baldmove.com and find out how you can get in, all the different ways to support us. Um, Patreon's the one you want to do if you want to do the live watches and doing the instant cast when we do them for like Walking Dead and stuff. Uh, pretty exciting to have uh, Justified back. Yeah. I recently uh, watched the final three episodes of the season just to kind of refresh myself, and I really liked how they introduced. And that's the first time they've really spent that much time introducing a new season in the old one. Oh, but I think yeah, it's the yeah, first yeah. time they had a clear idea. We want to get Boyd and Raylan together. And yeah, kind of needs to happen. They've and, been threatening it since season one. Yeah, and... yeah, and it was really good. And that's the thing. Like, even on a mediocre season of Justified, the final three episodes tend to be runaway freight trains. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that there is a bad season of Justified other than maybe season one because the format was so radically different. Uh, it's always been... You know, a an above par show. Yeah, for sure. But season two, like if, yeah, if season, if season two one of the best had, had and then it gotten better and better and better, you could, oh it could it'd be in the top five of all time for me. Yeah, because I still put season two of Justified is probably it's certainly my top ten, might be my top five favorite television show seasons. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, I can't say enough good things about it. If you haven't seen it. Go please go back and watch at least season two. That's the thing about Justified is most of these seasons are rather self-contained. You can just yeah. watch them individually and kind of enjoy them. But f- you can certainly skip season one. Season two is its best season, and you get a lot of that Boyd and Raylan relationship set up in that too. Yeah, and then you can go right into season six. Sure, it's an econ- economical way to catch up. Yep. All right, that's it. Thanks everybody for listening. We will be back with the first episode of the sixth season. Next Thursday. Yeah, and if you got access to the VIP forums, get in there, and uh, I encourage you to check it out. We're going to be watching Justified live. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got cameras on us. We've got a, I think, innovative way to keep everybody synchronized on the video. Hope so. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, help us test out that technology. Yeah. Until forums. then. Forums.baldmove.com. Until then, I'm Jim. Hey, Ron. Bye. See you